Welcome to the Commission Breadth Podcast, a mortgage professional's complete guide on how to successfully scale their business and not fall into the trap of commission breadth. And now your hosts, Brandon Love and Tom Moffat. All right, all right. So today is going to be a bit different. So I'm going to do a solo episode today. Brandon and I, we were discussing, so the last episode we did, we first started out doing a mindset episode and we were about 10 minutes in and it just wasn't going well. Like we just weren't jiving well. It was just kind of all over the place and messy. So we restarted it and we came up with our favorite books on the last episode, which was good. So what we were thinking is, you know what? Brandon had the idea of doing a mindset episode. I wasn't really prepared for it. I love mindset, but I don't always love talking about it. It's just not my jam. So Brandon loves it. He's the mindset guy. So I think his episode is going to be all on mindset. Pretty sure that's what he's going to do for a solo episode. And then for me today, I'm actually going to walk through client journey because that's what I do best. I'm a big systems guy and I love leads. So what I'm going to talk about today is I'm going to talk about client journey and leads and how to specifically get leads out of your client journey. So we got a screen share here. So anyone listening on podcast, you can still follow along here. The screen share is just really more of a visual for me. And also anyone watching on YouTube, you can watch along the journey here and go through the stages. That way it's a bit more clear for you as to what I'm talking about as well. Okay, so the idea behind this is I'm gonna walk through one or two tips for every single stage throughout the client journey. So I'm using a sample client journey. Yours is gonna look different might look pretty similar. In my opinion, most client journeys are pretty similar in the mortgage industry, but there's going to be like slight deviations and slight differences with stages. So the first one, in my opinion, in most mortgage brokers, it's got to be lead in. Like that's got to be the first stage. Like lead has to come in. So in lead in, one thing I do is I promise all of my referral partners a certain time to get back to those leads. So for example, I tell my realtors when I pitch them, I say, hey, When you send me a lead, my team and I, we share one email inbox. So our response time is wicked fast. So we guarantee a response time within the first 60 minutes of that lead coming in. So your response time doesn't have to be 60 minutes. It could be 90. It could be two hours, whatever it is. I wouldn't go past two hours, but whatever it is, make sure it's a fast response time. And if you are going to promise them this, make sure you fulfill that promise. Even if it's like, I'm just thinking of this now. Even if you don't have an assistant to share the email inbox and say you're working another job, you're still nine to five somewhere else, maybe you could even hire a virtual assistant who can do your email inbox management. Because what I do is I template my emails. So all my assistant has to do is just literally select the template that's in there. So I have templates for first-time homebuyer lead, first-time investor lead, like all of these different templates. All she has to do is select, say it's a first-time homebuyer, referred by a realtor. She selects that one, inputs the first name and a couple other details, and that's it. Done. Sent off. So that's lead in. That's the first one. Actually, a second point to that would be make sure you have video in your email as well. So in my email, my intro emails, what I do is I have a personalized email. So whether it's going to be a templated video that I send off for a first-time homebuyer, I have that linked in there. Or if I'm at my office in my, in my office and I have that lead coming in, I'll even just record a quick bomb bomb personalized to that lead and say their name, which is that added touch. But you can't really like as the leads come in, like you can't really sustain that. So what I recommend is template out a specific video for say first time home buyers. 
have that embedded into that email template. And it just makes it super warm because it's putting a face to the name when that client sees that. And also for the realtor too, like if this is like a referral partner that's sending you their first lead, that is such a great first impression. They're like, wow, this person's on top of it. They have their calendar link in the email. There's a warm video intro. They responded within 60 minutes. Like I am sending all my frigging leads back to Tom. So that's the lead in. I really believe in first impressions. And so in this video, I'm going to go off of pretty much like dialing in your client journey, which of course is the best for your clients. But with that, you're going to get leads from your clients because of how awesome your client journey is. But also the referral partners are going to absolutely love it as well. So I might actually make this into a two-part because I'm just looking at the time now. I'm only on lead-in, so this might be a two-part episode. So I'd rather make it two parts, go super granular on this, so that way there's some good information. So second stage would be discovery call. So the lead comes in, you respond to them, you do all that good stuff. There's so many tips that I can go over on discovery call, but I'm not going to go through all of it. High level for discovery call would be just make sure when you're talking to this person, like you're obviously asking them questions, but Make sure when you ask the question, listen and listen for pain points, listen for what their goals and aspirations are and really actually listen and, you know, note it down. Don't just kind of note it down and go on to the next question and kind of like an order taker asking the sample questions you have in your document. Like I used to do that when I first started. I think it's normal for someone new in the industry to kind of just go through a list of questions because you're probably nervous, don't know how to establish that rapport yet. The discovery call is kind of like, it's like art. You really develop that really good skill set over time as you do more of them. So with discovery call, make sure you listen and take notes down because you're going to need those notes for the future. Specifically, we went through this in another video, for example, like the birthday text. If you take down notes and you say, hey, okay, Susie here, she has one dog named Red, one kid named... Charlie, whatever it is, note down all of these different notes that you're getting from them on these calls. So that way you can use that for the future to really get to know your client better. Another thing with discovery call is ask for their professionals. So who they're working with, like uh, financial advisors, accountants, if it's a refi, even ask for their realtor if you don't know them, because you can use that down the line. Like if you're showing this person how to buy an investment property, you're going to be flipping that right back to their realtor and they're like, holy crap, this guy just found a purchase within a refi. Like I'm going to work with this guy. So I always ask for accountants and FAs because then I'll reach out to them and pitch them. So by doing that, you have such a warm intro to these professionals because you're already working with their client. So that's a really good way to build out your referral partner network just through the discovery call. Okay, so now that you've done that, we're going to go over. So I have really these three stages. We have app started, app submitted, slash document collection, and then we have underwriting. So for the purpose of this video, I'll just combine all three and talk about how we can generate leads from that. Because I mean, underwriting, you're not really going to get leads from that. I mean, if someone does, please let me know, because that would be super cool if you can somehow get leads from underwriting. But anyways, so... Now that you've had the discovery call, you're sending off the application. If you're not doing online applications, I really think you're living in the past. Maybe some people prefer it over the phone, but for me, as we get busier, it's so much easier to send off the link and have them complete it on their own time. Even if it's like 20 or 30 minute phone call to do the application over the phone, yes, it's higher touch and it's a bit stickier, but you can't sustain that over time. So for me, I send the application link. I use Finmo, absolutely love it. Doesn't matter what you use, send the application link. When you do that, don't just send the application link, 
have that templated email out that is so clean and so nice and shows the steps on how this person can complete this application. And a nice bonus to that would be have a templated video in that email where you're either going through the application like high level, like, hey, this is what it's going to look like. You're going to fill this out. Make sure you don't forget these steps here. What I've done is I have a video where I overview like all of the common mistakes that, that borrowers make when it comes to filling out these applications. Like for example, I get a lot of people that just kind of skip over the assets section. I tell them, make sure you fill it out because it's really going to help boost up your application. And it helps with an approval because it just makes the lender look at the application in a better lens because it can have more confidence by having a bigger net worth for your file. So whatever your pitch is on that, just make sure you're kind of going over all of the mistakes people make. So that way you get a full application. Like this comes back to the leads aspect. Like that way you're not going back to that client and asking for all of this missing information, which makes you look unprepared, unorganized, and just unprofessional. Okay, so now that we have the full application and documents in hand, now we're in the pre-approved stage. So for the pre-approved stage, so what I do is I send off an email for the pre-approval. And in that email, I CC the realtor as well if it's a purchase. And if you're not doing budgeting, highly recommend doing budgeting. I mean, there's resources out there, so much training on it. If you're not doing budgeting, you're doing a disservice to your clients, in my opinion. And you're also doing a disservice to yourself. It's such a good way to build your business on such a simple aspect. So with that budgeting, I do a video walkthrough, a screen share of that budget. And with that, we do that constant budget updates with the client. So in the original pre-approval, I say, hey, Mr. Client, just so you know, this is an ongoing budget. So we're going to be updating this on a regular basis. So when you and your realtor have an MLS listing that you, or a property you're interested in, send me over the MLS listing and I'll update it specific to that property. And then I'll go over why we do that. But one of the main reasons we do it, obviously, is for underwriting. But of course, it makes it extra sticky for that client to stay with you because they know they need you to update their budget. Like there's so much back and forth with that, like in a good way that it's just so sticky from them and the realtor as well. Like you're showcasing your journey with the realtor, whether it's already a realtor partner, you're just establishing that relationship even more. Or if it's someone that you haven't worked with, they're going to see that process that you've embedded and be like, man, I need to work with Tom because he's constantly updating the budget. I don't have to call the mortgage broker at 9 p.m. If the client's working with a bank, I'm not going to know if how much my client can go up to. But with us, they know exactly how much they can go up to for a purchase, for an offer, because it's already in the budget before you know the end of the day. So that's what we do. Makes it extra sticky. So it's sticking on the pre-approval stage. We also do weekly calls. So a series of calls, texts, and emails to our client. So say our client is pre-approved. Say they're in the underwriting stage. We pre-approve them. We drag them over to the pre-approved stage. We have a campaign that fires off that has a mix of manual call, which prompts up for us to do a manual call, a text, an email, and we also have the ability to do voicemail. I personally don't use the voicemail for that. I'd rather just call them or text them. But we have campaign where we have you know MPP, 10 things not to do while going through the mortgage process, and a couple others. And also with the texting, it's really super simple. Like all we do is we say, hey, Mr. Client, Tom here, just wanted to check in to see how the home buying process is going. Like very simple question, because what we do is we stay top of mind by doing that. And also say we text them and it's during the day, 
and they're at work and they're with like a group of friends at work. I'm like, Oh man, like my mortgage broker just texted me. Like he's always on top of it. Like he's always making sure like I'm good and feeling comfortable with the process. Like whatever it is, how they're feeling is always a positive if they're around other people too. So we just love staying top of mind. And in the phone calls, we do an ask. So we ask, Hey, do you have any friends or family that need a mortgage right now, whether it's for a purchase, pre-approval or refinance? And then just wait to hear what they say. Like, don't keep rambling on, just wait for an answer. And that's another way we generate leads is through the pre-approval. And also, (laughs) I know this is a lot of information, but that's why it's recorded. You can always pause and go back to parts that you need to and take out all the information and just build this. So with the pre-approvals too, like in that point, when we get the leads through our pre-approved clients, this is a pitch I make to my realtor partners. So if you haven't requested access to the realtor course, I go over this, but essentially I always ask for these referrals and I get these referrals from current clients. And I pitch this to my realtors. I say, Hey, you always get the leads on the front end, which everyone understands that. Like that's why mortgage brokers are calling you because they need the leads. But what mortgage brokers don't do is they don't have a system on the back end, a process on how to generate leads on the back end. So you're the upfront lead person, which is awesome. But I also want to reciprocate the favor and make it a two-way street with you and generate leads for you. And this is how I do it. So this is one of the ways I generate leads from our referral partners is by getting the leads from our pre-approved clients. All right. So now that you are in the pre-approved process, you know, you've been going back and forth with the client, updating their budget, all that good stuff. Now the file goes live. So they got their offer accepted. Congrats. You know, awesome. Client comes back and they say, hey, what's the next step? Realtor sends you the MLS listing, APS, all that good stuff. With file goes live, I send off lender options. So it's either going to be a strategy call or it's going to be lender options. But I prefer doing a lender options email. And the reason being is with the lender options email, I get to save my time. My client gets to save time. A lot of the stuff we've already talked about, so we don't have to go through prepayment privileges, all that strategy stuff, which is important, but we've already gone through it. And for me, if it's a condition of finance and especially like three days, I need to get this stuff off ASAP. I don't have time to try to schedule a call with this client. So what I do is I send off a lender options email. And in that email, I outline the top three to four lender options they have, whether it's with two lenders and four options. So if it's fixed, variable, whatever term length, I'll have probably between three to five, three to five options. And I'll outline that in a spreadsheet and it looks great, like shows like the logo of the lender and stuff. And for me, I did it that way because I know clients, they love seeing the visual aspect of it. You know, they love seeing that lender logo and it just makes it look more professional as well. Instead of like typing out in an email, hey, here's the rate for so-and-so lender. Here's the monthly payment on it. Like if you're a client, wouldn't you rather see that in like a nice spreadsheet? So that's what I do. And I outline pretty much everything, monthly payments, penalties. So if it's like a low, medium or high penalty, pretty much everything to do like porting, prepayment options, all that good stuff. I outline it in there. Then I do a five to 10 minute video going over it and any outstanding items I need, whether it's like holes in the application or documents missing. Like if it's a lender that needs upfront documents, then I'll get those of course at that time. So I send off that email. Clients get back very quickly with it because they know time is of the essence. So I get that email back. I saved them time by them having this recording that they could always go back to because I video this whole thing. Like it's not just an email with a spreadsheet, it's a video. So that's what I do. And I've had many clients loving that part of the journey because most brokers are just kind of picking one 
lender and saying, hey, this is your best option, but they're not giving the options to the clients. Like as a broker, you need to give the options. All right, so we've got three or four stages left here. So you know what? We're just going to power through this and it's going to be a super long episode with jam-packed info. So hey, you can always go back to the episode. Okay, file approved. Here we go. So once you get that approval in, you're going to review the approval. I always like to just review the approval, make sure there's nothing like wonky on there. And if there's anything I want to talk to the client about, or if they have a condition of finance, then I want to just go through the conditions with them. So with that approval coming in, I call the client instantly, like right away, and I congratulate them on the approval. And from there, I always try to ask for Google reviews on moments of like highs. So I, of course, ask for a Google review there, go over the conditions, make sure they're comfortable with it. And then from there, I call the buyer realtor. So they're a realtor. I congratulate them, whether it's my partner or if it's a newer realtor, I'll congratulate them, which realtors love. I don't know why. <laughs> they just love the phone calls. And that's pretty much it for file approved. So conditions signing package stage. So for this, we do a video walkthrough of the signing package. Pretty standard. I mean, I think most brokers are doing this now. If you're not, highly recommend it. It saves so much time for both parties. Again, going back to the videos, like we do obviously a lot of video and for good reason. Like we do a video walkthrough of the signing package that they can always reference. And especially if both partners are like working that day or they're not together, they can watch it on their own time. And I find like when we were doing the phone calls, like, it would last like an hour because they would ask questions before we got to the end of it. And chances are, if you do a video, a lot of their questions are going to be answered in that video and they're not interrupting. So they're going to get the full value from it and reference it at any point. So I think that's pretty much it for conditions, signing package. Yep. So just do the video walkthrough, do that in an email and then all conditions met. So you've been going back and forth with the lender, satisfying the conditions. And now you've got to the point or you get that beautiful email coming in saying, hey, we are broker complete. It still never gets old. I love hearing and seeing that. But clients don't know what the fuck you're talking about when you're saying broker complete. Like that's one of my pet peeves is when brokers are always referencing that to their clients saying, hey, we're broker complete. Well, what the hell does that mean? So we've changed that to all conditions met. So all of our communication with lenders still obviously we say broker complete. But for clients, we are always saying all conditions met. So with that, first thing, ask for a Google review. Now, this is like another moment of high because they're like, man, like, yes, we're at the finish line. Like we satisfied all conditions. I don't have to give any more documents to Tom. They're super pumped. So ask for that Google review there. Sorry, I'm going to go back here because I missed one. The conditions and signing package. So the stage before this, I know I'm going back, but it's important. So when we send that off, we also have a checklist of all the documents that we need and we have an evergreen. So it's a Google doc that they could always reference. And we have a checklist of what they've sent in. We've sent to the lender, what has been approved. And in that, at the bottom, we say, Hey, Google review, not mandatory, but we really appreciate it. If you can give us a Google review. So we have that as a condition, which a lot of people, especially like the engineers and teachers, we find we get like 90% of those clients, we get reviews because they just love seeing those checkbox completed. So we put that in the document checklist as well. So now we're at all conditions met. So with that, we asked for that Google review, pretty standard. We find we get a lot of them at this stage because people just like finishing everything before giving a Google review. It's just like kind of a mindset thing. Then from there, we call the realtor. So the buyer realtor, and we congratulate them saying, Hey, just letting you know, you know, we're all conditions met on everything on our side. 
everything's good to go. Now the client's just going to meet with the lawyer one week prior to closing and we're all set. So again, keeping the realtor updated, super quick call. If they don't answer, leave a voicemail. What I also do is I forgot to mention this one. See, all these ideas are coming to my head. So this is the second time I call the listing realtor. So there's a point in the process where I actually call the listing realtor. Oh, file submitted. File submitted. I'm going to go back to that stage. File submitted. I call the listing realtor and I introduce themselves and say, hey, it's Tom here from XYZ team. Just letting you know that the buyers on your deal on ABC Street, they are in good hands with us. We just submitted their file and you know we'll keep you updated along the process. So you don't want to give too much information out, but just high level stuff saying, hey, we're here. They're in good hands. If you have any questions, let me know. That's all we do. And then at post-funding, we call the listing realtor. All conditions met, we call the buyer realtor. So that brings me on to post-funding. So post-funding, we do a call or a text to our clients with the video in the text congratulating them for closing. Now, I only do text with the video if I can't call them that day. So I'll do that, but I prefer doing a phone call first. And I prefer not doing a phone call closer to five because like they're busy, they're getting their keys or whatever. If they're moving that day, they don't care to talk to you. I either do a phone call like early afternoon and I try to make sure the lawyer confirms that it's funded or the lender. Because the worst is if you call the client congratulating and they haven't got their keys yet. After that, if you can't do a phone call, do a text around 4 or 5 p.m. with the video in there congratulating them. Clients love that too. So that could just be a good default if you want to do that. And then also at the 35-day mark, we have marked in our CRM to also call the clients at that mark. And we just check in, see how they're doing, see how their house is. If it's a refi, we still do the same. And we're just asking to see if they've had their first mortgage payment come in. So that's just a simple check-in. And if they haven't given you a Google review, that is a great time to ask for one too because everything's done, they've settled in. And if they haven't given one, a lot of the times people will. At that time, so for post-funding, again, we call the buyer realtor congratulating them on closing and the listing realtor at this time. So we're calling them on closing date. And that is when, whether it's the buyer realtor or the listing realtor, we're asking them for a meeting. So we have the scripting. We're gonna be adding that into our free realtor course. But you're just basically calling and saying, hey, like, congratulations on closing. Tom here is great working with you along the process. I'd actually really love to show you what else we do on behind the scenes and how we can help grow your business as well. Does this time or this time work for a 15-minute Google Meet or Zoom Meet? Super simple like that. And a lot of the times they'll say yes, because I've seen your process. Even if they have a mortgage broker, they'll still be inclined to meet because of the job you've done for them and also you know, you had mutual clients if it's a buyer realtor. All right. So that was a lot, but you can always reference the video too. And just, I recommend if you're watching this, you know, just write down all the stages and then just take out all of the notes and the tips that I have for each stage, write them all down and then take out the ones that you like for your process and put it into your mortgage business. All right. So hope that helps and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Cheers. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.